I mean, the word gangster has just become a trite saying that uh, kids throw around. Uh, that looks gangster, this looks gangster. And I don't believe they truly understand the depth of that lifestyle. If we rounded up 10 kids off the street right now and talked to them about gangs, you'd hear, you'd hear words like Tony Soprano and, and uh, being a millionaire and, uh, you know, having all the women you want, having all the nice cars you want. But it's just not, it's not the case. It's not there and it's not gonna happen. Kids view it as, as, as a fantasy thing. They look at Al Pacino or Scarface and, and you know, all the bling bling and money and they fail to see the horrible, horrible uh, truth. For him, he said it was, I gave him a $20 a week allowance, which I gave that to him, wanting him to be incentivized to go and get a job and earn some extra money. And at school, someone asked him if he wanted to sell some pot for some extra money. And that's where it started. I decided to take up a job at a restaurant bar. It was frequented by lots of gang members. They were in there all the time. They were friends with all the bartenders, stuff like that. And it slowly, after working there for six months or so, I slowly started to get to know these guys. And, and they could tell, they picked up right away exactly who I was, exactly they, they knew. You know, I'd, I'd let things slip in conversation about my past and, and, and they picked up on it. They could tell that I was disillusioned. They could tell that I was money hungry and they could tell that I really, I totally felt hopeless. The thought of making a, a normal living for myself didn't seem possible. I mean, I'm working at a restaurant making, at the time, like nine, eight or $9 an hour and these guys are coming in with five, $6,000 on them constantly and spending money all the time. And, and it sucked me right in. All they did to recruit me was just show me all this stuff, show me the, the, the little bit of money that you could get. You're being sold a bill of goods and it looks really cool. Uh, it is easy money. Uh, that's the exciting part of it. People, you know, some of your friends will even look up to you if you get involved in this world and all of that is there, all the stuff that you're thinking about that will make you feel good for a while is sitting there. What I would like to do is tell you about the, the awful part of what's gonna happen. Well, I, I think in the beginning, it was all about the money and the cars and, and the parties and, and the nice things. And, uh, you know, I would say maybe that lasted a year, a year and a half. And then it wasn't such a, you know, it wasn't just about that. It was um, living in, fear and, and, you know, being controlled. The police evidently busted uh, my stash house, which was where I kept all my drugs. And uh, unfortunately for me in that stash house though, uh, the drugs weren't all mine. I had, a, I had a large quantity that belonged to someone else and the police seized it. They took all my stuff. They took basically any, everything that I'd had a, that I'd amassed because you can't keep your money in a bank. I mean, you can have, even if you have thousands of dollars, if you can't keep it in a bank or buy anything with it, I mean, what's the point of having it really? So the police had caught up with me, they arrested me. And by the time I got out, all my stuff had been confiscated. And the people that, whose drugs were in the house, gave me an ultimatum. And that ultimatum was basically pay them or die. So for the next, say six to eight months after that, I basically had to work pretty much night and day doing debt collections, running dope lines, 
basically anything these guys wanted to square my debt up. It's still, you know, you think you, you can have everything, but you end up with nothing. The money goes just as quick as it comes. Someone's always out to take stuff from you, whether it be the police, I mean, your rivals, even your friends. I mean, I've been threatened by rivals, extorted by rivals, and I've been threatened by friends and extorted by friends. There's no loyalty. It's all about money. The fact is you're probably not gonna end up financially successful. These people don't end up with a lot of money. Now, the fact is that you're gonna be looking over your back, uh, that you are going to likely be the victim of serious violence at some point. Uh, the police are gonna be coming after you. You are never going to be comfortable living here again. You are never going to actually enjoy what you think you're going to enjoy. It is actually going to be awful. When they think about the quick money and they don't want to work at McDonald's for $10 an hour um, and they think there's going to be the high life. And the reality is it's not a lifestyle, it's a death style. The end results are death or jail. You can't separate guns, gangs, drugs, and murders. They are all part of a continuum. Um, Personally, I've investigated several files where that's all that has been. He's a young person, and everyone said all they did is sell a little bit of weed. Well, now they've been murdered, and people have been murdered and probably will continue to be murdered over small-time drug dealing. So it's not as minor. It could cost you your life, and you have to think about that before you make that choice. Is it worth a few hundred or a few thousand dollars to risk your life? You will be targeted even though you're just selling pot. You know, they were trying to, I think, raise some money for their own grad ceremony. It's that innocent, if you will, their level of, of intended involvement in the drug trade, and yet there they were dead. And so the message to the young people was, even marginal involvement in this world puts your life at extreme risk. The hardest day as a normal person is 10 times easier than the best day as a gangster.